the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, thank you for tuning in. This is Joshua Sasso, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. God bless you all for tuning in. This week, we're just going to jump right into it. So this week, we're going to be sharing a message from Pastor Chris, where she's talking about how we need to focus on what God is telling us. Not focus on ourselves, not focus on our situation, but if we focus on the promise of God... And on what God has told us he wants to manifest in our lives, if we focus on that and we use that offensively, if we use that as a weapon, then God will begin to move to bring forth those manifestations. So without further ado, let's listen in to Pastor Chris. If you remember, try to remember when things started working in your favor and it changed your life because God moved. Every day, God is looking for opportunity for the Holy Spirit to guide us so that he can get glory in every areas of our life. God is looking for opportunities, and he's looking for a willing vessel to do that. And one thing that you need to teach is your lifestyle that is as proven in your life, not on the life of others, but it has to be in your life, okay? The warrior of God, they don't think from their mind. They don't follow their instinct. They're thinking and they always talk themselves into something and the issues coming from the heart, okay? So the heart and the mind of a warrior is like that of our Lord Jesus Christ. We believe and we follow. Because you cannot pay enough for you to be in the front row seat, right in the smacking center of God's move. You cannot plan it enough. You cannot put yourself in that position. All you need to do is to be in the state of being that every time, whatever you do, you have to follow the instruction to the letter. So when the instruction for them to go to the promised land was not followed, don't sin against God by moaning and complaining. Well, they moan and complain loudest. They use the gold and silver that God have given them from the Egyptians. They use it to make other gods, which is now happening even in the body of Christ. The resources and the wealth that God is giving us, we use it to create another God. And usually it's loved ones or us or a business or a company. And then we poured our resources there. Oh, but we put a cross. We put some scriptures over there. This is not enough. This transfer of wealth, influence and affluence has to be followed. Actively, you have to do everything that you have, but you are not going to add or take away from the instruction. 
So every time the people, the nation of Israel, followed the instruction other than the instructions coming from Moses, they got into deep trouble. See, the issue with the transfer of wealth is you own it. Because we marry methods, but the main focus is what we think is good for us. And we're trying to lead the Holy Spirit instead of the other way around. So we are in a great spiritual warfare in our own lives, in our own hearts, in our own minds. The battle is in the mind, and it's about self. Don't give Satan too much credit. This is your own doing, and it's not marvelous yet. Are you getting this? We need to know who we are in Christ Jesus. Once we entered into a deep relationship with Jesus, you will know Jesus, and then you will know the Father. Because that's what Jesus said. If you know me, you know the Father. And then he prophesied to his disciples, from now on, you know the Father. And then here comes the Holy Spirit. He revealed that, empowered them, and said, oh, this is that. Peter is now saying, this is that. This is what the prophet Joel prophesied. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Before, and said, like, no. Philip said that, okay, if you know me, here, here is Jesus. If you know me, you know the Father. And then Philip, after that, I said, oh, okay, Jesus, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus said, I have been with you for a long time. Don't you know me? At least believe in the miracles themselves, that what I'm saying is true. So when God tells you that this is what's going to happen, you're part of the transfer of wealth and everything else, you got distracted and you got things that you think are important that you need to turn around. And it's just like, wait a minute. Things happen when I follow God, when I focus on God and God always sees to it that everything that I need, even the things that I did not know that I need or wanted, God brings them. To. Always go back to that. Because remember, your prophecy, the prophecy to the church and your personal prophecy, you're not supposed to defend them. You're supposed to use them as a weapon like King David used in 1 Samuel 17 when he faced Goliath. See, when he faced Goliath, Samuel already anointed him as king to replace Saul. So he was meditating on that and he didn't care. He didn't care to go back and forth in tending the sheep. He didn't care about serving Saul. Because he knew it's going to happen in spite of his situation. In spite of the challenges that lies ahead. Are you getting this? So whatever happened and said, when a prophecy was released to you, and it's a prophecy of blessings, a prophecy of encouragement, you hold on to that in spite of the impossibilities of your situation because that is your weapon. And I could just imagine David, I can relate to him, probably when he was tending the sheep and said, Lord, who am I? I am the least or I am the youngest among my brothers. Who am I that you have chosen me and anointed me as king? And he believed that because Samuel is known as a prophet in those times. So you know the evidence and the fruits on who prophesied to you. 
You know their track records. You know how God moved them. And as long as you have that, you always hold on to that promise. You hold on because that is your weapon. So when Goliath said that, oh, he hated David, when he looked at him, he's just a boy. They were saying he was between 15 to 16 years old in those times. And he is so handsome. And he hated him. And he said, am I a dog? He felt so insulted. Am I a dog that you came to me with a stick? See, our situations, body of Christ, seem to be intimidating, right? Because that's what Satan does. See, Satan cannot do us any harm. We read that in the book of Job. He had to ask permission from God, just like the hair on our head. They cannot fall without asking permission from God. Can we fall? Uh -uh Uh-uh-uh-uh. Not today. That's how powerful and detailed and perfect God is. So we need to focus on him. So when you have a prophecy like David, David is not just prophecy. He was now anointed. Well, you are all anointed because of Jesus. We are under the new covenant because we belong to Christ. If anyone is in Christ, meaning the anointed one and his anointing, So we can truly say the spirit of the Lord has anointed me because we're part of the body of Christ. Don't ask for anointing. Hello? You are already anointed. But it just need to manifest by following God's ways of doing things and being led by the Holy Spirit. And don't ever ask God for a new anointing. What happened to your anointing? It expired. It got stale. It was full of maggots now. If Jesus did not ask the Father about give me another anointing, then don't do it. Because anything outside of the revelation and understanding from the Holy Spirit, it will produce religiosity, man-made doctrines, and doctrines of men. It's just rules and regulations and nothing else. It will become cliquish. It will become elitist. It will become proud. it It becomes very limiting. The only person who can limit you is you. The only person who can disqualify you is you. So don't bring in your stinking attitude and your stinking ways of doing things and you married methods after methods from others who didn't have any relationship with God. Are you getting this? So when King David was tending the sheep, according to his brothers, few sheep, not many, few, right? And when he was ministering to Saul, he was focusing on the faithfulness of God. It's just like anointing me as king. It didn't from me. It didn't ever enter my mind. I didn't even conceive it. I didn't even imagine it. But here... God Almighty sent a prophet and anointed me as king over Israel. Why would I turn it down? Same thing with you. Why would you turn it down? Why would you turn goodness that our reality and the will of God is we're not going to lose a single member of our family to Satan. Then it behooves us not to finance or enable or justify their rebellion against God. Because it's just a matter of time, just like King David. This is just a matter of time. I'm not afraid of a nine-footer. Because God is faithful, I will be king. But in the meantime, 
Let me do the exploits so that when I get all these experiences, all these manifestations of blessings, when I get to be a king, it will benefit God's people, it will benefit me, and it brings glory to God. So every challenge that you and I have today, there is nothing. You thank God for them. Lord, I thank you that I am a student of the Holy Spirit, that I am teachable. And Holy Spirit, you abide with me forever. You will never be impatient with me. Because I, I know that. There's never been a time in my life, in my walk with God, that when I make a mistake, when I grieved him, I go to him and apologize. There's never been a time or even a minute that he'll tell me that you've been bad. You've been bad. No. He always remind me of, remember when you do this? Remember when you minister to this person and how this person's life got transformed? I want you to continue doing that, Christina. I said, you're not going to spank me? Please spank me, beat the daylights out of me and raise me up again. Then I feel better. Because our flesh will convince us in our hearts and some people's heart that we don't deserve it. How come you don't deserve it? It's paid for. This is one thing that I don't understand about Christians. They want everything free. They think that that's a blessing. But what Jesus paid for Oh, no, 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 no. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. Give me a break. Are you getting this? So it is important. So when King David faced Goliath, David knew who he was. More importantly, he knew God. So he did not mind tending the sheep after everybody knew, including the members of his family, did not acknowledge that he will be king because they sent him back to the sheep, including his dad. He did not mind serving Saul. He even saved Saul and his kingdom from embarrassment by defeating Goliath. Remember, they were cowering in fear. So David did not focus on the physical or natural realm. He stayed in the spiritual realm. He did not see or even focus on the size of Goliath or even his own size. He's not that tall. He focused on God's way. As far as David's heart is concerned, Goliath is nothing. Because why? He was not in covenant with God. God and Samuel and David share a secret. Right? This is in 1 Samuel chapter 17, starting with verse 4. A champion named Goliath, who was from Gath, came out of the Philistine camp. He was over nine feet tall. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels. Bronze is heavy. On his legs, he wore bronze greaves and bronze javelin was slung on his back. Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and are you not servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. Down to verse 11. On hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. And down to verse 28. So David came just bringing bread and cheese to his brothers. And he was asking around because he cannot understand. Why are you cowering in fear? 
Did you not, are you blind? Did you not see the giant and how strong he was? Right? So down to verse 28 and said, When Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, Why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the desert? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. Look at, look at the accuser. You came down only to watch the battle. Why? Because Eliab is supposed to be the firstborn son. He's supposed to be the one that, what? Samuel anointed. Right? And then here comes Saul, the king. In verse 32. David said to Saul, Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Could you imagine a little kid coming to you? Don't worry about anything. Yeah, but Saul was desperate. Because no one, even his general, came and said, I'll fight him. No. They were all terrified. And look at Saul. Saul replied, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You're only a boy. And he has been fighting men from his youth. You don't have any experience, boy. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. Yeah, that helped a lot, right? Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Probably Saul said, yes, those are animals. The nine-footer plus, he has a sword, right? Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. He sounded really arrogant, didn't he? Because he knew who he is. He was confident, not arrogant. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. Because why? David is having this confidence that God has to deliver me because Samuel will tattletale to everybody that God anointed me as king. Samuel knew, and he knew, and his family knew. So in his mind, and said, who cares about this challenge? What's behind the promise is I'll be king, right? I'm invincible because why? The manifestation of the prophecy hasn't been fulfilled. If you have one or two, some of you are thousands, prophecies that have been fulfilled, you're not going to die because they have not been fulfilled. Are you getting this? And then look at the worldly way. Saul said to David, God and the Lord be with you. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and the bronze helmet on his head. As if those will help. Helmet against the helmet of Goliath. Are you getting this? Sword of Goliath against a sword. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around. Because he was not used to them. I cannot go in this, he said, probably. I cannot even walk. They're heavier than me. Right? Because I'm not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. So Saul wants to transform David to sophistication, like the rest of them. And sometimes God gives you an idea or a prophecy 
and you wanted to use the sophistications of the world because now you're different. You have to dress different now. Hello? This is why the problem in the kingdom or the problem in the body of Christ or challenges, they continue to persist in our lives. We need to be who we are in Christ Jesus. Enemy's weapon first is the intimidation. Physical thing and then the intimidation. In verse 42, Goliath, he looked down David over and saw that he was only a boy, ruddy and handsome, and he despised him. He said to them, to David, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said. And I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. David answered back. This is how we need to face our problems or issues. Okay. 46. David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. Probably he looked up and paused and said, see God, you get the glory for this, right? The God of the armies of Israel, who you have defied. This day, the Lord will hand you over to me. He said, I don't have to do anything. And I'll strike you down and cut off your head. And said, you're going to feed me to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field? With you, I'm going to make a lamb chop out of you. Right? Today, I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army. Not only Goliath. You said you're going to feed my flesh to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the field with you. First, I'm going to cut your head off. And then the whole army, the Philistines' army, I'm going to feed them to the birds. Did you see that? Whatever troubles you, you give back a double portion. You push back a double portion of trouble to them. Put a trouble in your trouble. Trouble your trouble. Right? You need to intimidate what intimidates you by calling on God you need to pause and God see God you're going to get the glory from this and said as today I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel see that all those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you all into our hands. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, look at this. David ran quickly towards the battle line. He did not hide. As soon as he moved, he moved forward faster. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. Could you imagine it is not the stone? The Holy Spirit rode in that stone and said, you're as good as dead. Right? Down to verse 57. I enjoy this. I love this. As soon as David returned from killing the Philistine, Abner took him because Saul didn't even know who he was. As far as Saul is concerned, and said, oh, okay, you wanted to die? He didn't even ask who he was. He asked and said, who is that? Abner, could you find out who he is? Right? But I like this. As soon as David returned from killing the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul, with David still holding the Philistine's head. See what God can do? I didn't have any sword. 
I didn't have any javelin. I don't have any armor. I just took one of those things that I put on my back. The massage therapist put on my back. And God used that one. It's smooth, remember? And God used that one. Instead of to relax a giant, but to kill the giant. And I like it. Because why did I say trouble your trouble? He took Goliath's sword. And used that sword to cut Goliath's head off. Where's the intimidation? What intimidates you? What caused you to get into unbelief? You know, if you can do it by yourself right now, you don't need any prophecy. You don't need God. But God wants to be a part of our everyday life and said, no, 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 no. I want it to be like more than a 4th of July fireworks display of my glory. And David said, okay, can you use a stone, a pebble? I said, oh, yeah, I'll take whatever I can get from you so that I can get glory. Did you see that? God will take anything, even nothing out of you, as long as you give him opportunity to get glory from your situation. That's how easy it is. Amen. So let's allow God to move in our lives so that he can get the glory. We need to be like David. David didn't look at his situation. He didn't look at the giant that stood before him. Why? Because he knew that his God, the one who called him, was bigger than any obstacle that lay before him. So that's the attitude that we need to have. We need to take what God says at face value and know that he will be faithful to manifest it. Amen? Well, we're about out of time for today, so let's take a hold of this and let's act on it. Let's listen to the Word of God. Let's listen to the promises that God has spoken over us. Amen? Well, until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.